Well, welcome back to the Retirement is Within Reach podcast. My name is Jerry Doherty. I do this podcast from my office, which is located in Westboro, Massachusetts. My company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a retirement planning firm. Westboro is located about uh, 30 miles or so west of Boston. And I have to tell you, it's a beautiful day here today in, uh, in New England. And I want to make you aware of something that I saw last weekend in the Wall Street Journal in the weekend edition, just about a week ago. They had a great article about uh, here's what retirement looks like on less than $1 million. So what they did is they highlighted five people who had accumulated less than $1 million, and in some cases, substantially less, three or $400,000. And what they did is they retired with their Social Security benefits. And it took these people through their lives, all five stories. And obviously, with these five people, they came up with some creative ways, these individuals did, that they were each saving money. But really, as I read the article, I thought to myself, you know, the problem with everybody is that they don't have a retirement plan. You know, it's very interesting when you look at it. Most people spend 40 years of their life, from roughly the ages of 25 to 65 years old, accumulating some amount of money for retirement. And when they're in that accumulation phase of their life, they're kind of laser focused, they're kind of myopically focused on just accumulating assets, taking risk, growing their assets bigger and bigger and bigger until the day that they retire. And then when they retire, what happens is most people realize they don't have a plan for how to wisely distribute those assets back to themselves in the form of an income that when coupled with their social security benefit will hopefully be enough income to sustain their desired retirement lifestyle for as long as they live, no matter how many years they do live. So with these people in the, in the uh, Wall Street Journal article who have all retired with well less than a million dollars, it's very interesting because although the Wall Street Journal, obviously a very reputable source for uh, financial information, they take you through what each individual is doing. But really the common thread among all of them is that none of them did any plan planning for retirement. They just simply didn't. So on today's podcast, I want to talk about why you should plan for retirement and how important it is. So stepping back for a minute, did someone ever ask you what your plans are for the weekend? Or maybe if you've made plans for a summer vacation, which is right around the corner. You know, we tend to think things out in pleasurable, personal aspects of our lives. We plan because we don't want things to go wrong. We want to ensure success. After all, when taking a summer vacation, who wants to miss their flights? Who wants to arrive at their beachfront hotel to learn that there's no reservation? I know I don't, and I'm sure that you don't either. So planning comes before doing. Planning comes before doing. In a way, planning creates a blueprint for potential success. Planning increases the odds that if we follow our plan, we're going to enjoy success. We'll arrive at the airport on time and we'll be greeted at our hotel with great anticipation by a wonderful staff. And planning encompasses setting goals. What time do we need to leave the house to arrive at the airport on time? You know, think about a boat for a moment. If a boat set out to sea without a clear destination in mind, in other words, without a goal, what would happen to that boat? Well, it would likely aim, it would likely sail aimlessly through an open sea, perhaps ending up a wreck, having fallen victim to treacherous waters. But what if that same boat started out with a very specific goal in mind, a very specific destination, and it followed a careful plan, it charted a careful 
course, it likely experience a high degree of probability of arriving at its destination just fine. It makes sense, doesn't it? You know, having worked in the financial services industry now for 37 years, I got to tell you, I have spent a ton of time in planning sessions. And planning has really helped me achieve more than I otherwise would have. And when it comes to planning, author Stephen Covey is credited with a very simple but very profound statement, start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. In other words, what's your goal? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Where is your ship headed? You know, the English writer and mathematician, Lewis Carroll, he once said, any old road will get you there if you don't know where you're going. And just like the boat that wanders aimlessly in an open sea, so too will you if you don't have goals as you went to retirement. You know, many years ago, I was first exposed to a really interesting study that focused on the 1979 graduates of Harvard Business School, HBS. And the graduates were asked if they had, I'm quoting, clear written goals. And what the study found out is that only 3% of that class had goals and plans to achieve those goals. 13% of them had goals, but they weren't committed to writing. And amazingly, 84% of them hadn't set any goals at all. And here's what's absolutely astounding. 10 years after the initial study, the same Harvard MBA students were interviewed again. And here's what was concluded. The 13% of students who had goals but hadn't committed them to writing were earning on average twice the amount of income as the other 84% who hadn't set any goals at all. However, the 3% of students who had written goals and plans to achieve them were earning 10 times as much as the other 97%, 10 times as much. Can you imagine? The differentiator is having written goals and plans to achieve those goals. Now, ultimately, too, isn't all of this planning just kind of common sense? We all know that we should have written goals and plans to achieve those goals. Yet for some reason, when it comes to retirement planning, most of us don't. A few years ago, the investment company Charles Schwab, they conducted a study of 1,000 retirees, and they found that more than half of those surveyed had spent five-fold more time researching and planning the purchase of a new car than choosing a, the correct investment strategy in the company-sponsored 401k plan. Wow. Five times more time on the purchase of a new car than making sure that your 401k is allocated correctly? You know, I have to tell you, over the years, I have met with virtually countless retirees, and they really span the spectrum of wealth. But most of them have been average Americans, probably a lot like you listening to me right now. And out of all of those meetings, I've only met with a few people who have truly planned for their retirement. Yet everyone expresses to me that it's a big concern of theirs. Everyone tells me it's a really important topic. But few of these people actually have concise written plans for retirement. You know, I have found that people generally fall into three categories of planning. And if you're listening to me right now, I'll bet that you indeed fall into one of these three categories. The first category is someone who has completed absolutely no planning for retirement. And I mean no planning whatsoever. You know, there's an old adage, no one plans to fail. They just fail to plan. Remember, if you don't know where you're heading, any old road will do. And unfortunately, when it comes to retirement, 
a lot of those roads might lead you somewhere pretty bad. They often do. But many people, they have no retirement plan whatsoever. So that's the first category. The second category is someone who has actually taken the time and effort to plan for their retirement. They may, may have met with an investment advisor, somebody like me, who in conjunction with other professionals, such as an attorney or a CPA, has composed an elaborate retirement strategy. There might have been an 80-page document filled with charts and graphs, hypotheticals, of course, and probabilities, and page after page of disclaimers and disclosures. So in essence, it's a largely computer-generated computer great American novel of retirement planning. And after spending thousands of dollars on the report, unfortunately, it's seldom read or understood by anyone. So let me ask you, if you don't understand your retirement plan well enough to concisely articulate it to me in a couple of minutes, how can you reasonably be expected to successfully execute that plan? I don't believe you can. So the whole thing just becomes a big, pointless exercise. Maybe it makes you feel a little bit better, but it's likely not accomplishing a whole lot. The reality is, is most people don't need the same level of planning as Bill Gates. The average American should simply have a coordinated plan, pulling together their Social Security benefits, 401k assets, IRAs, 403bs, pensions, and perhaps savings, all of which should be balanced against their standard of living expenses in retirement. And I have to tell you, it should be an uncomplicated plan, one in which you understand why you're doing what you're doing with each piece of your retirement plan. And of course, it has to be a plan that you can explain, a plan that you actually understand. But many times I'll meet with people, they say they've done planning, but it's so complicated that they don't have any idea or can they explain it to me. Now, the third category is a little bit funny. This category I call the junk drawer. You know, I'll often meet with someone who over the years, over the decades, has made a whole bunch of unrelated financial purchases. And now, years later, they mistake these unrelated purchases for a cohesive plan. For example, when they first got married, they might have purchased a life insurance policy from a college friend. Then when they had their first child, they might have started a college savings plan with maybe a neighbor who was in the business, but probably no longer is. And then further along the way, they might have picked up long-term care insurance and made a few other investment decisions. And against that backdrop, they've been contributing money to the company-sponsored 401k plan. But the reality is, is that every one of those financial decisions was made somewhat in a vacuum. It was made in its own merits, not in coordination with other products or as part of a larger grand plan. Despite all of that today, it's thought of as a coordinated retirement plan. But as you probably know, it's not. They're all important pieces of a plan, but none is coordinated with the other. Now, the reason that I call it the junk drawer is because it's somewhat like that junk drawer in my kitchen. You probably have the same thing. I've been throwing stuff into that drawer for years. It's just a bunch of unrelated purchases. It's all valuable, important stuff, but it's all standalone items. None of it is coordinated with the other. The good news is, is that in your financial junk drawer, many times these items can be pulled together. Synergies are often possible, but each item needs to be analyzed. Then kind of like putting together the pieces of a puzzle we weed out the bad and we keep the good. And we make sure that everything fits in the context of a true retirement plan. So having heard that, let me ask you, which category did you fall into? Did you fall into category one, two, or three? Did you completely fail to plan? You haven't done anything at all. 
Or did you create a plan that's so complicated that you really don't understand it? Or are you entering your golden years armed with your junk drawer? Well, let me tell you, don't judge yourself too harshly. Just remember, Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, I find the important thing in this world is not where you stand, but rather in the direction that you're headed. So regardless of which category you fell into, you can set a new direction or maybe just make a course correction. And if you do, you may be much more likely to reach your ultimate destination, which of course is a happy retirement. But let me forewarn you, the worst thing that you can do is nothing. Remember, no one plans to fail. They just fail to plan. So you should really start your plan today. And there's no better time to begin a plan than right now. You know, each week, I have to tell you, in my office in Westboro, Massachusetts, I meet with a lot of existing and prospective clients. And each one of these clients has their own unique concerns. And because my practice is specialized, I deal only with people who are close to retiring. So because of that, there's some commonality among all of these people, especially common problems. And typically what I see is that many of these people, given their proximity to retirement, they have way too much money at risk in the market, especially with today's volatility. Now, although virtually everyone was impacted by the negative market results in 2001, 2002, 2008, and even as recently as 2022, I more often than not see couples' retirement assets positioned way too far out on the risk spectrum. The reality is that some people haven't changed their asset allocations in years, if not decades. And it's rather amazing to me that they don't understand that the allocations that caused the previous losses are unlikely to be the correct allocations to help them recover. Yet there they remain stuck, allocated as if they were decades younger, with a higher tolerance for risk and for the potential of loss. But of course, they're not the same people today as they approach retirement that they were years ago. They're older and they're in a different place in their life cycle. You know, as you move closer to retirement's doorstep, it's really wise to assume rest, less risk and more safety with your retirement nest egg. As Roger Ibbotson, some of you may be familiar with Roger Ibbotson, PhD, professor at Yale, and kind of iconic investment figure. As he said in one of his white papers about retirement income strategies, he wrote, it's prudent to de-risk portfolios approaching retirement. He goes on to write, as we age and approach retirement, risk is a major consideration. Risk of loss becomes especially critical and, and it becomes an issue of worry as we approach retirement. Yet many people with whom I meet have not adjusted. They haven't done that. They haven't changed. They haven't de-risked. They remain standing at the same place. They assume as much risk today as they did years ago when they had more time to recover from downturns. The problem, of course, is that time becomes more precious as we get older. And if poor investment fortune befalls you when you're about ready to retire and you suffer a big loss, like many people did in 2022, there's less time to recover. It's like anything else in life, you need to adjust your behaviors to reflect your current condition. This is something that you probably do naturally in many aspects of your lives. But oddly, many people don't seem to make this shift with respect to the amount of risk they're willing to assume 
given their proximity to retirement. You know, you've spent, when you really think about it, 40 years of your life from roughly the ages of 25 to 65 years old, accumulating a finite, a limited amount of retirement assets. That's what you have to retire on. And if you were to suffer a severe loss now, you don't have another 40 years to reaccumulate those assets. Time has run out. You're ready to retire. And being close to retiring, now is the time to be more defensive. Stop being so offensive with your assets. Now is the time to protect your hard-fought retirement savings. The irony of all of this is that many of you probably have enough assets that when you couple those with your Social Security benefit, it's probably going to provide you with enough income to retire comfortably. You can actually retire in relatively good shape, I bet. Yet despite that pleasant reality, many of you continue to carry high levels of investment risk and you jeopardize your golden years. In a way, it's somewhat like continuing to run the race that you've already won. Well, I would suggest to you that if you're close to retiring, that you stop running, that you get in the winner's circle and you stay there. And how you do that is by thinking more defensively. Protect and preserve what you have. So how does this whole retirement planning process work? Well, like anything else, there's a starting point. And the first thing that I want to know when I meet with somebody is how much income do you want to have coming in in retirement? Now, when I ask somebody who comes into my office, how much retirement income would you like to have? Most people say to me, Jerry, I have no idea how much retirement income. So what we'd like you to do is we'd like you to think about your retirement income in two broad categories. Number one, what are your living expenses? Your living expenses are loosely defined is how much money does it cost to keep the doors open at your house? And if you go through your checkbook, you can probably get a pretty good feel. You might even know off the top of your head right now what it costs to keep the doors open. And at this point in time, it's probably not a terribly big number. You put kids through college, so those expenses are behind you. You pay down mortgages. You likely own assets like cars. So primarily for your living expenses, it might be income taxes, property taxes, insurance, household living costs, you know, probably compose the majority of your monthly budget. Probably not a terribly big number, but don't get too complacent because in addition to your living expenses, we want you to add your lifestyle expenses. What did you envision your retirement to be? What did you dream about in retirement? Maybe you want to go to Florida for two months, for January and February in the winter, if you live in New England, like many people around here want to do. Maybe you want to take that European vacation that you had denied yourself every summer because you were writing out big checks for college tuitions. Maybe you want to play a little bit more golf, maybe a little bit more tennis. Maybe you want to go out to dinner a little bit more. I'm not quite sure. But whatever your vision is, we want you to add up all those items and try to get a price tag for that. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take your living expenses and your lifestyle expenses, and we're going to add them together. And we're going to come up with an overall retirement income goal that you might think is enough money to support your overall desired retirement lifestyle. Second thing I want to know is when you want to retire. As you all know, a goal has to be defined by time. So after we have that number, let's say of seven or eight or $9,000 or $10,000 a month that you'd like to live off in retirement, we now need to know when do you want to retire? What year would you like that money to, would you like that income to be coming in? So I may meet with somebody who's 60 years old 
And they may say, gee, on the day that we retire, we'd like to spend $8,000 a month. We'll figure out what the tax implications are to all the sources of income. But they may say, we'd like to spend $8,000 a month. I need to know when do you want that $8,000 a month coming in? Is it at age 62? Is it at 65? Is it at age 67? A goal has to be defined by time. But once we have that number, then we need to look at sources of income that can be counted upon to generate that number. We want those sources of income, too, to be guaranteed. It's important to know that your retirement standard of living will be sustainable. Now, virtually everyone uh, who I meet with from the private sector, they certainly have a Social Security benefit. And that benefit will likely represent a healthy portion of your retirement income. Not all of it, but a healthy portion. But, you know, you have to realize that Social Security is a relatively complicated system. And oftentimes it's a misunderstood system. And wrong choices with Social Security could cost you tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over your life expectancy. So if your advisor is not providing you with a computer generated, a software program, Social Security Analysis, call me and I'll do it for you for free. For married couples, believe it or not, between the ages of 62 and 70 years old, it's generally accepted that there are 567 different Social Security filing options. That's a lot of options to consider. And without the help of a Social Security analysis, how would you determine which option is right for you? Let me ask you, do you think that you'd make a better decision with or without a numerical analysis about when to begin Social Security? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Of course, you would benefit from the analysis. And then after maximizing your Social Security benefit, we want to determine your income shortfall. So what I mean by that is let's say that you have an income goal of $7,000 a month. That's what you and your spouse would like to spend in retirement. And let's say that you have two Social Security benefits that add up to $2,500 a month each. So in total, $5,000. Without consideration of tax rates, software will take care of that. You would have a $2,000 a month income gap. Well, I can tell you pretty readily from the assets that you save whether you have enough money to fill that gap or not. So I can tell you pretty readily whether you can actually retire or not. That's why a Social Security analysis is so important because we want to maximize your Social Security to help to make that gap as small as possible. And then after maximizing your Social Security benefit, we want to determine your income shortfall, as I said, relative to your standard living expenses. Social Security is typically a large step in the right direction, but it's unlikely to take care of 100% of your retirement income needs. But then after that, we take a look, as I mentioned, at your other uh, assets that you have and logically fill your gap. When we do that, we would normally start with the qualified plan assets, things like 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, etc. Pieces of your retirement income picture that are subject to required minimum distributions. And as we construct a cohesive plan to generate your income needs, it's important that you understand your plan where each piece fits. And then from there, we want to examine threats to your retirement and let me tell you, there are going to be a lot of threats to your retirement. Your retirement might last for 25 or 30 years, and you're going to encounter many threats as you go through those decades. The biggest threat to your retirement by far and away is going to be longevity. 
You know, Americans are living longer than ever before. And that's really good news. But with our increasing life expectancies, a host of new problems will begin to creep up in the future. For example, you'll need to make your money last longer than before. And, you know, studies show that the number one fear among retirees typically is running out of money in retirement. And the longer you live, that fear may become a reality for some people. But did you know that you can employ income strategies that can generate guaranteed income for your whole life, no matter how long you live? And wouldn't that type of strategy make sense for your standard of living expenses to know that you can't outlive them, that they'll always be there? And wouldn't a guaranteed source of income be particularly important given that over time as we age, you're probably going to experience diminished investment acumen? You know, when you think about it, if you're managing your own assets, one poor decision could prove to be disastrous. And you're probably not going to make quite as crisp a decision when it comes to investments at the age of 90 as you did at the age of 65. Standard of living expenses should not be affected by missteps. Rather, these uh, expenses need to be covered by income that you can count on. Income that will be there every month, month after month, for all of your golden years in sickness and in health. And what about economic risks that you're going to face as you go into retirement? You know, they're attendant to our increasing uh, longevity as well. As time continues to march along, our economy is going to experience further cycles. There'll be ups and there'll be downs like we're seeing today. There'll be periods of prosperity and periods of economic slumps. And over time, you're going to be exposed to all of those. As you age, how will you deal with that risk? How will you manage your way through economic change? Well, one strategy is to put a floor under market risk. Think about that. Put a floor under market risk. You know, everyone loves the upside of a market, but I haven't met anyone yet who enjoys the downside. But did you know that there are strategies out there that will allow you to participate in the upside of the market, but not the downside? It's like an elevator that only goes up. So let me ask you, knowing that, would you now invest differently given all of today's volatility? I bet that many of you would. Well, in fact, many retirees have indeed moved into these strategies, especially my clients. In today's ever-changing world, we'll undoubtedly experience a mixture of good and bad, and no one can predict the future, try as we might. No one knows what lays beyond the next corner. But by putting a floor under market risk, whatever lays around the next corner won't derail your golden years, turning them into something less than you deserve. You know, I want to wrap up today's program by saying that no one is alone in experiencing a degree of anxiety about the prospect of a happy retirement. But if you've done a reasonably good job in accumulating assets, and if you kept your financial overhead under control, a comfortable retirement is very possible for you. If you're now standing at retirement's doorstep, you need to get going to begin to think about different strategies, ones that are designed to protect and grow your nest egg, not exposing it to unnecessary risks and loss. What to do with your nest egg and how to file for Social Security are just two of the many decisions that you're going to have to face as you go into retirement. There are many other decisions too, some common to most everyone and some that are unique to you, but they can all be addressed if you have 
an actual, true retirement plan. So have you done a retirement plan? Have you actually planned for retirement? If you haven't, I'd encourage you to reach out to me. Regardless of where you're located in this great country, we can do a, a call with you, a Zoom call. We can do Google calls with people. And we can actually talk to you directly and build a retirement plan for you. Get all the information that you need. We're licensed in virtually every state here in the United States. My company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a Massachusetts incorporated retirement firm. Our main office is located in Westboro, Massachusetts, about 30 miles west of Boston. But we have satellite offices all throughout the Boston area. My toll-free number, if you'd like to reach me, is 877-772-1776. Again, that's 877-772-1776. Do you have a pen handy? Jot this number down, 877-772-1776. You can also visit me on the web at bostonindependencegroup.com. Again, that's bostonindependencegroup.com. Great site to bookmark. It's a little tons of helpful advice about a variety of important retirement topics. And it's there too that you can download a free chapter of my book, which is titled Uncomplicated Money, a Retirement Planning Guide, which is available on amazon.com. My book is a series of short stories designed to explain complex financial concepts that every retiree needs to know. So order your copy today. There's also a Kindle version, all available on Amazon. Until next week, this is Jerry Doherty saying retirement is within reach, and I wish you a really great week.